and I knew that, like, I when I looked at it, and I was like, when I saw it, and then I saw the red eyes. I, I guess that, and then I'm telling you, well, I, oh, okay, what color eyes does he have? I have no idea. I'm guessing they're not do you red. Even, do you even know what character C-3PO is? No. Well, yeah, it's a robot thing because yeah. I, saw, <laughs> I saw the, the he's a droid. He's a droid. Okay, so, but I even, when I sent that text and I sent CP3, CP3, that's what I sent or that's what yeah, I did? Yeah, you have to Google it to know what to call him. I looked back at Twitter to see, make sure I did it right and I still did it wrong. Yeah, you put CP3O. <laughs> What a loser. But no, the loser is the guy that keeps on with the conversation, and he's like, uh, a good rule of thumb is that it's going to be the <laughs> model number, which is the, it's going to be what he is. He's the C, and then yeah. three is going to be his model number, and then he's a protocol <laughs> droid, so that's... Yeah. And, and there's not a, a GIF out there that you can send. Moral of the story <laughs> for that. is Josh has no, no concept of Star Wars, and still he wants to... I feel like you want part of you wants to... No, I don't want... That was... That was me just <laughs> messing with us. Just, just poking the bear. <laughs> all right, all right. But, well, hey, here, here we are. This is a this is a new show. This is Gordon Keith Heron, Carrie Shuck, and Josh Jackson, and, and we're still here talking. We're still talking about Star Wars. Yes, this is great. This yeah. is great. Well, Josh, you were saying that you because we we're talking about superhero movies. We're talking about Star Wars. Those aren't your cup of tea. Not but my you cup said of tea. Stuff like Zero Dark Thirty, um, yeah. like uh, suspenseful. American kind of. Sniper, and then he said, and, and then he said, World War Z. So, World, that, so yeah. at point, I thought it had to have a Z in it, yeah, for you to, for you to like <laughs> yeah. it. And see, and that's a, like zombies. That's that's not my but, cup of tea. But that movie's still kind of military, kind right. of yeah, because he was yeah, in the yeah, military, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So any any movie that's got out somebody in the military, well, he was survivor, like an, you're into. I that? think he was more of a intelligence agency yeah. type guy. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Okay. So, well, welcome back to the Big Boy Pants Podcast. You know what? This is exciting. <laughs> this is exciting because it's been a while since we've uh, recorded, and something that's happened. Uh, the three of us, we actually have, we have something new, uh, a new claim to fame. You could say we do. Uh, yeah, you guys aren't going to believe this. What did we do? We survived a hurricane. We did. Oh my goodness, <laughs> man! And if you didn't hear it from Mike Morgan, like when? When is the? La- I didn't even know it was possible until we're watching the news when they this the other night they had these storms. And, you know, it's crazy. And he starts talking about how it's an inland hurricane. Yeah. Fun fact. Yeah. An inland hurricane is what took out the Watonga Cheese Factory. Oh, man. I learned that fun fact the other day at Waffle House. Oh, yeah? Yeah. There were um, Me and my, <laughs> my girls were sitting there at the bar at Waffle House. And there were two girls from Watonga sitting there, too, yeah. also. And um, they were talking to the, the waitress and... She was like, oh, I love going up there for them cheese curds. I was about to say and, cheese curds. And so they were like, that doesn't exist anymore. Hurricane yeah. took it out. Hurricane. And they See even what? brought up like a like a news article yeah. about the hurricane. So well that when you when you mentioned the Watonga Cheese Factory, I remember every Christmas, um, we have uh, I have an aunt and uncle who are from that area. Yeah. And so, you know, they would come up to to Mustang to visit family and then they would also go back to Watonga and Greenfield, that kind of area. And when they'd come back, they'd always stop by the cheese factory and bring back cheese curds. Some curds. And man, that was one of the best parts of my Christmas was having cheese curds. Mm-hmm. Curds so, and whey? No. Have you ever had a cheese curd? <laughs> I've never no. had a cheese curd. Do you know what a cheese curd, curd is? I do, because I've, I've worked in Watonga a ton of times. Oh, yes. okay. I don't know what a curd is. I mean, it's just a piece of cheese. Okay. Really. I mean, it's shaped kind of funny. It's shaped like a little nugget. 
Well, kind little of nugget of cheese. Yeah, eh? little nugget. Like, well, they do like um, a turd. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> rhymes with turd. Little, um, little that's what they do turd. at the state fair. <laughs> they do the fried cheese curds. Okay. So they're you know just the little pieces of fried cheese like that's yeah. a, a curd in there. So just All a little right. nugget. Well, there you go. Little <laughs> that's, nugget a little, of, that's a little nugget of cheese. A little, a little nugget little, of cheese for you. A little you. nugget of information okay. for me. So anyway, I thought that was pretty cool because, you know, in my 36 years of living in Oklahoma, I didn't know it was possible to have hurricanes yep. here. So it, the, it, There was nothing going on at our house. It was calm. Robbie had just put Logan to bed. She walks out and this... You just hear this wind, and all of our furniture on the back patio just went flying. The trash cans went flying, and we just got done with Logan's birthday party. So I'm out there in the hurricane winds (laughs) picking up all the trash and putting it up against the house to try to get stuff to not fly away, and it was nuts. Yeah, well, I was wondering how it was going to hit you guys because it seemed like – because it really – Missed us. I mean, it wasn't as bad mm-hmm. um, at my house, but it kind of went north, and then it kind of yeah. the, the the map that I was looking at on TV it looked like it was coming right right towards your house in Tuttle. It did. Yeah. <laughs> my my <laughs> wife's wanting a new car, so I went out and opened every window in her car. And yeah. <laughs> State Farm said, "Not going to happen, buddy." Yep. <laughs> I forgot did. to put the windows down. Well, that's the thing. State Farm probably doesn't have hurricane in- insurance yeah. on there yeah. on your policy because that's not a that's not something that happens. I'm going to have to buy that. I think you can get it. It, and it'd be super cheap here. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like getting the earthquake insurance. Since, oh, sure. Yeah. I'm, since we get a lot of earthquakes, but they're all minimal. Yeah. Like you can buy it and it's just a little thing. But if something happens in your house. I bet if yeah. you walked boom. into State Farm, that guy will chuckle and go, sure. <laughs> yeah, <come laughs> we'll get, sell, we'll sell you whatever you, you want. Come get you some, buddy. Yeah. Well, um, you know, this is exciting to be back again with you guys. And we're glad that you've tuned in to listen to us. And, um, Man, we've got a special guest coming up a little bit later. We do. Um, he that, is special. Uh, that's the that's a special friend of the show, mm-hmm. and uh, not uh, not entirely sure what we're going to talk about with him. But man, we we're know. getting good at that, though. <laughs> some getting of our best at... material come out of that. Yeah, some of our but best not stuff. knowing what we're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what I had to do the other night? What at a birthday party? Let me hear it. at Carrie Shuck's house. Uh huh. Yeah, I had to eat a few pieces of Starburst. With the wrapper on, you did. I did, I, and I got quite a few. I got Carrie Shuck to eat. Well, he spit it out, but he started to eat one with the wrapper on. Mm-hmm. Did anybody else do it? We couldn't get your oh, mom to do it. No, mom wouldn't do it. But mom doesn't remember it. But uh, <laughs> my father-in-law, Michael, he he tried it, yeah. and he was like, "This is disgusting," and he wouldn't spit what? it out. Yeah, it's gross. It's not and, gross. No, here's the deal. It just tastes like paper. All I'm doing it. If you unwrap it. You taste the flavor of a Starburst. Immediately. Yeah. but Yeah, I and ne- I get that. I took several bites, and all I tasted was paper, Josh. No. It was gross. It comes I mean, around. It's fine. Hey, It'll that's your there. thing. It's cool. It's, it's my thing. Do, do what you yeah. do. Is it, like do a, you. is it like a texture thing, do you think? No, it's a, Cause I feel like it's you a probably, laziness thing is what feel, it is for me. I feel like you probably can't. The the paper for a Starburst probably doesn't have like really a flavor. No flavor. But the fact that it has a texture to it. It and seems it, like that would mess with as me. As soon as you take a bite, it goes right into the candy. You taste the candy, and it's got the texture of the candy. What other candies do you think you could accomplish that with? That is a good question. Let's let's go to the let's go to the gas station. You think like a, like a super, <laughs> yeah. super bubble, super bubble? Problem. You think you pop a super I don't bubble? Know if I can do that. I'm, I'm not saying I haven't. <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't take a whole lot of time well, you getting know candy in my mouth. Halloween's coming up pretty soon. I mean, those, hey, there's got to be something. I mean, yeah. you need to just go through the whole gamut. And okay, just let try me. Them all. How about a, how about a, and I'm not talking about a Reese's like the little ones with the 
aluminum foil. foil. I'm talking like the full ones that just have that little yeah, wrapper. Yeah, that little brown oh, paper. That little brown wrapper in your hey, mouth? You know what? That's not a bad idea because there's always a little bit of chocolate and a little bit of peanut butter <laughs> yeah, on there. You're not right? wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> so you I mean, might, I'll you try might to li- treat I'll try yourself if you do that. <laughs> treat <Yeah>. yourself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh. Well, let's jump right into it. You guys want to do this? Um, tonight, what we're going to be talking about is we're going to talk about life lessons um, and specifically life lessons to to teach our kids or maybe what are some life lessons that we want to teach our kids or what are some that we have taught and how were they learned and maybe even talk about life lessons that we've learned ourselves that maybe we want to impart uh, mm-hmm. to our kids. And really what kind of brought this subject up for me uh, was um, a few weeks ago I had something happen uh, with my kids and it was a perfect lesson opportunity. And I think at the end of the day, the lesson was lost on them. Like, I don't think they really grasped it, mm-hmm. but I tried, and I even made it a point to say, hey, this is a, there's a lesson here, kids. But let me tell you what happened. <laughs> so the other day, um, before school started, this is the week that school started, but it was a couple of days before, and it was the night that they do open house. Uh, so at open house, you, you take the kids up to the school, they drop off their supplies, they meet their teacher, they see where their classroom is and where they're going to sit. So we left the house a little bit early to get to that because parking is always terrible. Um, but we left, you know, quite a bit early. So we had some time to kill and we were just kind of just driving around for a little bit. Um, so we're driving over here on Check Hall Road past the school and um, the, there's nobody on the streets. And as we're driving, I see a turtle um, in the middle of the road. And so I drive, and I drive past it and I didn't think, but I'm like, hey, wait, we've got time to kill here. So I st- I stopped, put it in reverse, drove back to the turtle, open, slid open the van door on the side so the kids could see, sat there, and they talked to the turtle for a while. And Ben's like, hey, Mr. Grumpy Pants. <laughs> so he names him. You know, they're talking to the turtle. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, I'm like, you know what? We've invested this much time. Let me get out. Let me move this turtle off the road. Yep. Let's keep, let's keep him safe. Well, just as I decided to do that, there's a car coming behind me. So the kids are telling me, hey, Dad, get the turtle. I'm like, okay, there's a car coming. Let me go down to the end of the street and turn around. We'll come back and get him. So we do that. We drive down to the end of the street, turn around in the neighborhood, and come back. And I'm talking minutes. We get back to the to where Mr. Grumpy Pants was. Oh, no. And he's just a grease spot. Just a pancake. Just a grease spot in the middle of the road. And, and they were real tore up about it. And so in that moment, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely to blame. Because I didn't have to, I didn't have to, you know, to to go. I could have made that person behind me wait, but so it's my fault for sure. But instead of taking the blame, I say, "Kids, there's a lesson here." <laughs> I said, "Do you know what that is? Never put off until tomorrow what you can do today." And I, I mean, I think they're that's deep in their grief. Mm-hmm. I don't think they grasped it. But I mean, of course, that's something I sh- could have really done by example <laughs> better do by, as i say not as a do by saving mr grumpy pants by saving his life but you know the the thing that's so weird about it i mean it's broad daylight this was like five o'clock you know four four thirty five o'clock yeah and nobody else on the road and he was he, he was a big turtle you know he's kind of one of those turtles that's a little bit bigger than like just the little box turtle mm-hmm. he's kind of has a little bit of a flatter shell yeah you know they're so they're slightly bigger i don't know what kind that is but he was big and so Whoever hit him meant to hit him because he... That's terrible. You, yeah, I mean, he was easily missable. 
and he hadn't moved. I mean, it was where he got squished was the exact spot where where we left him. You think that, and the the thing about now is that person could have been looking down their cell phone the entire time and not thought about it. Yeah, and just drilled them like, oh, what what was that? And oh, they just right. went about their day. But yeah, I mean, I've I've stopped many a time and gotten many a turtle yeah. and moved them. <laughs> Me and, too. And I yeah. and I have stopped traffic. Oh, and yeah. I've just sat there and been like, oh, I got a turtle. What are you gonna do? Go <laughs> pass my car. I don't care. Uh, oh, no. But yeah. Outside of our neighborhood, there's a pond on the south side of the road on 29th. Yeah. And then there's a pond on the north side of the road on 29th. So turtles cross there all the time. There's a little creek there. And I've been stuck in traffic where people have gotten out of their cars to push the turtle across the road. Yeah. And I have stopped traffic to push a turtle out of the road. I will not push it. I chased him out. Like I went to go push him out of the road and he took off running. Yeah. Like, and they're quick. Don't don't let them fool yeah, you. Yeah, don't sleep on a turtle. Yeah, don't, yeah don't, don't, don't be sleeping on that turtle. I've dove into the pond. I've pulled <laughs> yeah. it out, taken it back to <laughs> its back. spot, yeah. then taken it I back. I said, I'm going to save your life whether you like it or not. <laughs> yeah. So take the time to move a turtle, people. Yeah, yeah. That that's I think that's another thing, too, is just because I, I really felt guilty about the whole thing. And um, <laughs> I, I wish you would have said that not not the deep thing, like, don't put off till tomorrow what you could do today. Mm-hmm. I wish your thing would have been like, hey, guys. Turtles die. <laughs> and you just yeah. get in the car Let and you give just you a little lesson on life. <laughs> See that, why I've told you not to play in the road? You know, my um, my mom, when I was little and for the longest time, um, anytime we would see a dead animal on the side of the road, uh, a dog or, a, you know, whatever, um, she would always say, oh, look, that, that dog's sleeping on the side of the road. Yep. <laughs> and for the longest time, like longer than it than it should have taken me to register that it was a dead animal, I always thought, you know, oh, some dogs like to nap on the side of the road. You know, Lots that's just it. just warm. <laughs> that's where they do it. Look, that one's in two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, its other half likes to sleep in the middle of the road. That's odd. Yeah, but there was a uh, deer out by our house. I mean, it had to be a semi that hit it, but it was blowed clean up. Yeah. I mean, lots of parts all <laughs> over the place. And uh, luckily, Logan still can't. He's in the car seat. He can't really see everything. But I told Robbie, I was like, this is like mortifying. I yeah. mean, this is bad. That's a that's an awkward conversation. Yeah. So. Yeah. The um, So the thing that I really want to put out there. So, so let's teach our kids to not put off till tomorrow what they can do today. Let's also teach them. Take care of the turtles, and um, what are some what are some lessons that you guys think would be good uh, for the the youth of today for our, for our kids? You know what are what are some things that they need to know and, and need to to learn as they as they go about life's journey? Don't talk to strangers. Oh, okay. Oh, you know what? Before we jump to that, and that's yeah, a great okay. one. That's okay, a great I one. I take it back. No, that's, <laughs> since we were talking about hitting a turtle, what's the what's uh, how many animals have you guys hit with your car in your life? I once hit a bird. I, I once hit a bird that was flying. I mean, yeah, it, you know, like they'll chase each other. Yeah, and I didn't get the first one, but I got the second and one. Man, they turn chased. into nothing but no, feathers. No, dude, I, and I hit an owl one time. Oh wow, an owl! It was at night. I hit That's an owl. A federal and offense. You look. Yeah, <laughs> it was a <laughs> bleep. This. <laughs> <laughs> and you, I looked in the rear view, and you just see that puff of yeah. feathers. And oh man, I felt so bad about it. But what really freaked me out because it was nighttime, and I was coming home from work. But when I was a kid, I grew up. Um, with all of these uh, Native American kids. And, of course, I'm Native American myself, you know, and just put it out there. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I grew up with all these Native American kids at school. And, um, oh, hang on, hang on just a second. What? Uh, is that Taylor calling me? Yeah, that's Taylor. Okay. Can, can you text him and tell him uh, we'll call him shortly? Yes. Okay. 
um, so I grew up with all these Native American kids, and I had heard these because they'd tell scary stories like from the Native community, and they would always tell these stories about steginis. Have you ever heard of a stegini? No. So stegenies are like these shapeshifters. So Ooh, they're these yeah. they're these um, evil beings that shapeshift, and the form that they take is an owl. And so if you see an owl at night. <laughs> Like it's like this super bad omen, and the fact that I not only because it's rare to see an owl, you know, flying, especially the one that's coming across the road. So the fact that I hit one, and it just—I mean—it took me back to to being a kid and being scared, um, you know, from my from my Indian friends telling me about these stegenies, and I thought for sure that the spirit of this owl was following me now and forever. It, yeah, and then oh man, so so that really. That was the worst. One of my favorite lines from The Office is there's one where there's a bat in the office and Jim has said he's been bitten by it, but there's no marks. And so he's acting like he's turning into a vampire. Right. And then uh, Dwight says, uh, I don't have much dealings with vampires. Werewolves, I do. I once shot one. But by the time I'd gotten to it, it had turned back into my neighbor's <laughs> dog. <laughs> uh, oh. Just brilliant. Have you guys brilliant. ever hit, hit a deer? Uh, no, no, no. no. Um, my nephew, Matt, uh, Taylor's older brother, yeah. he had hit one. It jacked up his truck. I've seen deers hit. I, I honestly, I'm really diligent about not hitting squirrels, and I try not to hit anything. Uh, I, I've, I've felt bad about that, hitting that bird for a long time, because I remember I came home and told Robbie, I was like, I hit a bird. Yeah. It's devastating. Like, oh, yeah. I got hit by a bird a few months ago, a couple months ago. It. I was going up Morgan Road and hear this thump real bad on my window. And I thought somebody, because, you know, I've, there's a lot of strange people over there at sure. the I-40 in Morgan. Mm-hmm. And I look in my passenger rear window, and there's just this big, bloody smear across my window. Ooh. Wow. And, I, I mean, that thing hit hard. Like it just flew straight just in. Just straight like it into was... it while I was driving. Well, and... you got that tent on them windows, too. Yeah, though. I don't know. I mean, maybe he thought it was open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a gangster Truck's too like clean. That. But I'm going to tell you, yeah. that mark was there for probably a solid two weeks. Ooh. Just, Didn't uh, wash it? No. So you had to warn off the other birds. You yeah. You, know. you saved I, the other birds that were <laughs> like, oh, that's clean. Whoa. Nobody's <laughs> seen Wally in a while. <laughs> and that's Aubrey's window. So every time she got in, she was like, Dad, you got to clean that. And I'm like, nope. That's your window. <laughs> that's you clean it. That's a warning. <laughs> that's a warning. Um, I've never hit a deer, but I, you know what? I've seen people hit um, dogs before, oh. and that kills me. Now, I, like, that's not as much one. as I did the dog. Oh, yeah. I got a story about hitting a dog, and I'll tell you guys. I can't tell you right now. I'm not going to put it out, the, out on this, <laughs> but <laughs> it's very incriminating. Oh, no. But, um, <laughs> yeah, family, like, family like, member's dog. You know what we Ooh. should? Yeah. You know what we should do? We should um we should start up a like a paid subscription thing. Yeah, like, like, after, like, pay, like our, this is our after dark stuff. Yeah, right like here. Patreon. Yeah, like yeah. Patreon, Patreon where where you gotta pay to hear the really good story. Yeah. <laughs> like you can hear the tea incident, and you can hear this, <laughs> yeah. this incident. Yeah, I'm telling you, it, it made me feel really bad. Oh, I'll tell man. you that. And I'm not I'm not gonna get into it, but yeah. So so there, there, ask me that. about it, and I'll tell you because um. I just don't want to put it out there. Oh yeah, on well, this. well, if we can get paid for to tell the yeah. story, we'll do yeah, that. Yeah, give me a dollar and I'll tell you a story. Our oldest dog, Piper, um, he's he's six. He'll be sixteen this year. Um, like, I guess he was about two to three years old. Um, he was over at my mom's house in Dell City, and the he came running across. Like he went across the street, and you know you should just drive like fifteen miles an hour down those 
roads. Some guy comes flying through as Piper's trying to cross, and uh, right when he does, the guy drills him, and he rolls rolls underneath the, the car, and the guy just keeps going. And he gets up, and his paw is mangled, and he's like hobble, hobbling up to me, and I pick him up. I'm trying. I'm not gonna be like really sick, but it was like trying to hold the skin Ooh, over. Oh man! And so I'm just sitting there holding it, and Robbie is like just. She was sitting there too, and so she saw this. It's her dog. She's freaking out, and uh, we take him to the vet. They're like, I don't know. I don't know if he's gonna survive this. We'll see how he does overnight. They fix like the wound. He's got head trauma. There's internal bleeding. Needless to say, they fix him. <laughs> like he's yeah. he he survives this. And then there was like that poison scare where there was poison because people were, there were rats getting in the facilities of, I can't remember if it was like Purina or whatever it was. But then there was one day I was walking, he was peeing blood. And I'd take him to the vet and like, oh, he's been poisoned. Like something happened. He survived that. This dude is (laughs) unstoppable. But that's the only time I've ever seen like an animal get rolled up. And I was like, my dog's dead. That's the, it's scary. And he, he lived it 13, I mean, 13 years later. Well, that's the thing. I, I've seen dogs get hit. You know, the, not my dogs, but like something about a dog and and just a careless driver. Man, it's yep. that's scary. What stuff. if a cat got hit? I would not care. Not even a little bit. <laughs> no, I'd just, I'd just be like, well, listen, you could probably run over that puppy at my house right now, and I would give you gas money. <laughs> I would just think like, well, you got eight more lives. Well, I mean, I don't know where you're at <laughs> yeah. on your lives train, but I mean, you started with nine. Yeah. I mean, I got one. Yeah. So, so I, don't hit me. I got to really make it work. So, so don't talk to strangers. Don't, let's talk about <laughs> let's that. Let's get back to let's that. Let's go back to that. Um, so, now, no, we, no, that's a great life lesson. Did you have something that makes no, you. No, I do. Um, Aubrey's got a phone. Um, it works on Wi Fi only. It's basically an iPad for, but yeah. it's one of our old phones. And uh, so she, she's in a group text with a bunch of our friends or friends from church and their kids. Okay. Well, one of them actually got a cell phone because most of them are all just email addresses. So you kind of know who it is. And that's what they're texting with. Okay. And uh, one of them actually got a cell phone. And so it came up as a number. They didn't know who it was. It wasn't under a name or anything like that. And because it just switched on them. Okay. Because he went from his email to his phone number. Okay. And so all the girls on there are like, who is this? Who is this? Who is this? Who is this? Well, the whole time they're trying to figure out who it is. They're trying to FaceTime them, trying to face call or FaceTime call them or whatever. And it turns out it was, you know, one of their friends, but they had no idea who it was. But they were still but trying, trying to, to FaceTime. Still trying to FaceTime, still trying to call. Yeah. And so, well, Grandma was babysitting or watching the young man whose phone it was. And uh, so she, she answers the FaceTime call and then hangs up and they're like oh it's an old lady it's an old lady (laughs) and so but they didn't know who it was still yeah Uh so they're still trying to get a hold of this person to ask them who they're who it was well they text us and like hey you know here's what happened it was um this kid's phone it was my grandson's phone but i had it and so you know if they didn't know who it was you need to talk to them about it about talking to strangers so we had a great 25 minute conversation with both of our girls mm-hmm. about the dangers of talking to strangers if you oh, don't sure. if you have no idea, i mean I, I you know just tell them this this is how they track you down 
Oh yeah. You know, it starts with a conversation and then it starts with where do you live? And then it starts, you know, and you, you feel comfortable with them and you don't even know them. Yep. Oh. And so we went, yeah, it's scary. That especially with scary, all the trafficking man. stuff that goes on dude. Uh, that I, you hear about. And so it, it was a great conversation that everybody needs to have with their kid about how, you know, how you're, you, you have no business talking to a stranger. Right. If you don't know them. Like sure. they, they had no idea whose number that was. So they, they should have just. Yeah. That's not the, that's not the right it. move. No. To FaceTime. You don't know who could no. this be? No. I want to see this person. Yeah. <laughs> that's what's, I, I talk about this a lot, how social media should be a great thing. And the, the way of our world with technology should be better. But a lot of it has just made it easier for these people to, oh, yeah. to find people and, you know, Go go after I mean kidnap people and you know meet people and do things and it's it's just open up a door I mean back in the day it was don't talk to strangers in cars and don't take candy and go get out of the you know now it's like people can catfish people and yeah. say like hey this is this person this yeah. person like are, are we still meeting at you know the yogurt place and it's like oh we were meeting the, yeah yeah meet the I mean it's that easy yep. sure. for something like that to happen well something similar happened I mean it's not the same but similar um my daughter penny she has the nintendo switch yeah and she plays minecraft on there and she plays with her friends from school mm-hmm. and which is totally fine i'm totally fine with that because they don't they can't actually talk to each other you know they can type messages to each other on minecraft um and so the other day she's sitting there uh, in the living room playing it and she's over there giggling and so i just walk over and i take a look i'm like what are you doing uh, and she's like, I'm playing with this person. I don't know who they are, but they're being really nice to me. Ooh. And I was like, hold up. <laughs> I was yeah. like, hold up. <laughs> um, and so I find, I find out that she, she wasn't playing the game with her friends. She went into this, um, I don't know what the word is, but there's another area in the game where you can go and it's just like a public. Mm-hmm. Like a like forum? Like a public, uh, like a, I think called a realm or something like that. It, but there's a bunch of just random people playing in this one game of Minecraft. No idea who these people are. You know, some of them could be kids. Some of them could be predators, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I have no idea who these people are. And she's she's in there. Now, she hadn't typed anything. And nobody had typed anything to her. But there was some random person who I have no idea who they were. That was, you know, they were Minecrafting things. So I, I was like, first of all, I told you when you started playing this that this is not, you don't do this. I was like, so now you're getting grounded from it. Yeah. But I was like, and when you get it back, you only play with your friends. And it was just so strange because I had told her that before, beforehand. And then she was just doing it like it wasn't, any, it wasn't a big deal. And so Jennifer had a big talk with her about, yeah. like, because if you Google it, like if you look it up and say, you know, what are the dangers of this? Like, there's not like a direct danger to it. But what happens is people who do, you know, creepers that are on there can send um, links to things yeah. to you. So, like, she could, even though she can't talk to anybody, somebody might start sending her a link that might take her to some kind of a website that might turn into this or that, you know. So and then Aubrey asks all the time, hey, can I get this app? Can I get this app? And I'm like, well, let me look at it. Yeah. And if, it, if there's anywhere that they can have interaction with other people, I'm right. out. right. Like, I mean, if you want to interact with your friends, text them. Right. And um, uh, she knows that we can see every text that she sends, um, every text that Annalise sends, which, 
they're all gibberish. I mean, she knows how to text and write and stuff, but they're just, you know, ridiculous. But they automatically come up on Holly's phone. Sure. And so there's no there's no getting by it. And that's another thing. I've I've tried to, another lesson here is we read every one of your text. So if you're thinking about being mean, you're gonna lose your phone. If somebody's being mean to you and you're being mean back, you're gonna lose your phone. And if somebody's being mean to you, you know, in the conversation, go somewhere else. You don't mm-hmm. have to keep talking to them. But um, it's kind of an etiquette thing. It's, yeah, it's kind of a, um, you know, you you want to set that expectation for them so that it doesn't even begin right to happen. Especially with girls, man, they can get real catty real quick. Yeah, it doesn't matter what age they are. Yeah, yeah. As far as like with texting with apps, like you were saying, with games like Minecraft or whatever. Um, that that'd be a lesson that I think, even even to other parents that are listening, you know, it re- it really is crazy all the things that people can do quick with all this technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I you know it could be something like maybe you're like me, you know, someone who's listening. Maybe you're like me, and you your kid plays Minecraft, and you don't even think about these sort of things happening. But it is possible. Like there's another game that they keep asking me to play called Roblox. Yeah, that's what all my all of Aubrey's friends play. Yeah, and and. If you look, if you start researching some of that stuff, like it's, it can potentially, I mean, even though it seems, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure 99% of the time it's totally safe and fine, but there are ways that they can get to you in that stuff. And it's like, I think, I think parents probably don't put enough uh, research and time into, into that. So I always make sure like I, and I'm not great at video games, but I always try and get in there and, and play something before I let them do it. Mm -hmm. Um, to try and figure it out. We, we spoke about <clears throat> how I used to work at GameStop. And when I was working there, like maybe two months after I was working there, the big game was GTA 3. Grand, Theft, Grand Auto. Theft Auto 3. And I mean, it's it's a horrible game. I mean, it's mature. Like there's a lot of st- I mean, you can. You got to be 18, 18 to buy it, right? 17. 17. Yep. Yeah. Or parents' permission. And right. I just get young kids come in there. And they'd be like, I want GTA 3. And I'm like, you know, you're not old enough. you got to have your parent here. And so that most of the time, this is the whole 90% of the time, a parent would come in there like, what, what's this game he wants? And I'd go through it. I'm like, it's got this, 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 this. And I'm like, are you kidding? No, you're not playing that game. Yeah. Go get Mario. Yeah. Right. And, you know, it'd be like, oh, okay, whatever. But every once in a while, that parent would come in there like, What? Oh, he wants this game because it's this. I don't care. Get it. Give it to him. Ugh. And I'd be like, Oh, okay. Well, yeah. See, and oh. <laughs> see him in jail soon. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just me. couldn't believe that. I mean, just be watching the clock tower for that kid. No, no doubt. Like, uh, where's he going? UT. It reminds me um, of the time I uh, when I was I was young and I took my grandpa into the CD store at the mall and I uh, tried to get him to buy. Um, the Warren G album for me, oh, the, the one, one that had Regulate on it. Oh, yeah. And uh, he was all about it. Like, we picked it out, and he's like, yeah, I'll get it for you. Go up to the thing, and then he they check him out, and then this freaking, the freaking guy checking us out was <laughs> the like... The Carrie Shuck of the CD <laughs> store. <laughs> Wait a minute. He's like, um, yeah, yeah, you know this is a parental advisory. And then Grandpa saw that, and he was like, oh, nope, you're not getting that. <laughs> so I didn't get... I had to wait for Regulate to come on the radio. And then record it. And record yeah, it. That's record how it. Yeah, so that's I how did that with, um, you remember, 
I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a Skilo, yeah. I wish I had a... I, I remember I waited for like three hours to hear that song so I could record it. And I caught it coming out of a commercial break, so I got the whole thing <laughs> on. I was so excited. Oh. Oh, anyway. All right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that's a good life lesson for your kids. Don't talk to strangers in whatever form that might take, whether that's texts, you know, apps, phone, video games, uh, all those things. Have the hard conversations. Yeah, have the hard conversations. I mean, that, you got to. Because your kids are going to find out anyway. Yeah. It's better coming from you. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. That's what, uh, <laughs> Annalie got a little life lesson today. <laughs> yeah. Did y'all read that text? I, I did. I, and yeah. Robbie, Robbie wanted me to tell you. Well, I'll let you go through the story. I'll tell you what Robbie said. Okay. So we get an email, or Holly got the email from, from her teacher. She said they were on the playground, and <laughs> Annalie played the old, hey, look, there's a puppy. And then a boy looked, and I'm guessing, you know, this is all speculation, that all of her, all the friends around started laughing at him for looking. Mm-hmm. You know, got him. <laughs> oh. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Made you look. <laughs> Made you look, yeah. And so he turns around and punches Annalie in the stomach. Whoa. And so, you know, I'm reading this this email, and um, I I said, oh, hey, Annalie, you know, what happened today on the playground? Of course, she was like, What? <laughs> and uh, I said, all right, we, I already know everything. You know, I've got the email from the teacher. Tell me what happened. She was like, well, you know, he, you know, I'm, I said, you, you made him look and he looked. All right. Did y'all laugh at him? Yeah. I said, okay. That, well, that's not very nice. But uh, I said, did he hit you? She goes, yeah. He punched me in the stomach. I said, you hit him back? <laughs> and she goes, I didn't mean to hit him that hard. <laughs> Like, okay. And uh, I guess they got a little talking to. Nobody got in trouble or anything, yeah. you know, which is. Where'd you she know, hit him back at? In the stomach. Okay. She up, gave him a little uppercut in the stomach. A little one, stomach, for, little one you know, for one. Yeah. You know, and, and we've had we've had talks because there was a kid on the bus that would grab their hair as they walked by and not just grab it. He would yank hair out. Mm-hmm. And so me and, me and Aubrey had a little talk like, hey, you're, you're the oldest one here. This kid's in the first grade yanking out your kindergarten sister's hair. Don't let it happen again. Yeah. And so we had a little talk with her and then uh, had a little talk with Anna Lee. And we, we taught how to punch one night. We spent a good solid 30 minutes to an hour of how we make a fist. Yeah. And we don't let boys just come up and yank our hair out. You know, you you give them a little life lesson after that. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. And so that when I started reading that, I thought, all right, she punched him in the face. You know, because I'm like, if you you hit him in the nose, he's done. Yeah. You know, he's not going to do it again. Yeah. And so that's where I thought it was going. But, hey, she defended herself. Like, hey, he hit me. Yeah. And, but then she was like, I'm guessing he he may have went and told on her. I don't know. Because the way well, she made seemed- it sound was like, I got him pretty good. There's a lot of, there's <laughs> the, the fact that you got such a description in your email yeah. makes me think that somebody else observed it. They might have. The, yeah. the, the the duty teacher out there probably saw it. and then <laughs> The duty teacher. The duty. The duties. <laughs> yeah. What did so, Robbie say about it? She said, hey, tell Anna Lee anytime somebody hits her, hit them right back. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and never done. Because it says in there, always if somebody does something to you, right. you come tell a teacher. Robbie's like, nah. Yeah. No. And that, that was another thing is um, teacher boys not hit girls for one. And I told her, I said, hey, if a boy ever hits you or hurts you, go tell immediately and get that kid in trouble. Immediately. After you punch him. After you punch him back, do whatever you want. But immediately he needs to be checked. Yep. 
on hitting girls. Yeah, yeah for and, sure. And I'm, you know, he's a first grader. I get it, but you know, there there's a life lesson there. Just just go tell and get him in trouble because yeah. I'm they like, need to learn. I'd like to talk to that boy's daddy, <laughs> if, if I'm being honest. I've got I've got something similar um, happened this week actually with Ben at his t-ball game um, just a couple nights ago. So he um, he's sitting in the dugout, and, and I, I'm not coaching anymore, so I'm, I get to sit in the stands, which is you should try it sometime, Josh. Yeah, well. it's actually it's actually a lot of fun. <laughs> I do it with soccer. Yeah. Um, so. I, I look over, and um, we're up to bat, so all the kids are in the dugout. I look over, I see Ben sitting on the, the bench, and he's got tears in his eyes. So I walk down there, and, and I talk to I pull him over to the side of the dugout. I'm like, what's wrong, buddy? And he's like, Jackson hit me in the mouth. That's funny. This kid uh, on the playground's name was Jackson. Oh, man. What grade's, Keith, what grade's uh, Ben in? Uh, Ben's in first. Okay. There we go. Well, I think I think Jackson might be this Jackson might be younger. Um, is he for real? Is he? No, he's not for real. <laughs> no, he's for real. <laughs> he's for real. Um, anyway, and I'm like, okay, so and, and and this is good that we're talking about this because I actually I actually second guessed myself after I said all these things. So let me finish the story, and then you guys tell me how you think I did and maybe what I should have done better. So he's crying, and he says the guy hit him in the mouth, and so. I tell him, I was like, okay, we're going to talk about that later. I said, but right now, I said, do not cry in front of these other boys. I said, if you cry in front of these boys, they're going to know that you're an easy target and they're going to pick on you. I said, I go, I know he hit you. Because I think it was just he hurt his feelings. He, he wasn't bruised or red or yeah. bleeding, nothing. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure it just hurt his feelings. I said, just don't cry in front of these boys and we're going to talk about this after the game's over. So he's, you know, he recovers from that. And, you know, we leave because it it was a night it stormed. So we had to leave pretty quick. As soon as we got in the car, though, and he buckles up, I said, Ben, if that boy ever hits you in the mouth again, I said, you hit him back in the mouth harder. And, and I said, and then we'll just, we'll see what happens. And, I don't think, I mean, the way he responded, maybe he seemed like he didn't want to do that. Like yeah. that wasn't what he wants to do. But um, I said, you I said you hit him back harder and we'll, and we'll just figure out what happens from there. I said, but if you hit him back harder, he's not going to do it again. And the more I thought about it, I wondered if that was the right thing to tell him, both with the not crying thing and, and with the hitting the kid back. And what do you guys think? I think that's a good move because that's how I left it, and both 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 are real both real strong because well, because like you said, it's the first it's the the thing not crying yeah like show them that, that first off it doesn't phase me right, there's nothing yeah. that you can do that's gonna phase me I'm gonna keep on being me but then the next step is if you mess with me again yeah game it, on it's it's, it's well, how it's gonna go but that's and that's what's that's what I'm struggling with is like. Because, you know, the day and age we live in, yeah. you know, I don't want him to think it's not okay to cry about things, which given he cries a lot. Come on. I mean, a lot of... <laughs> He's in first grade. Yeah. A, yeah. Lot, of, a lot of boys a lot of do. I mean, but I've, I've said it a bunch, like how I need to toughen him up, but it's like, I don't want to do it. You know, I don't want to do it in a, a way that's not going to work, you know, a way that's mm-hmm. not, that's just going to be lost on him. Um, but I, I think he did understand about the crying. You know, I, I was like, listen, they're going to know that you're an easy target. You know, they're going to pick on you more if you do this. Yeah. And, um, 
But then I know if I, and I didn't tell Jennifer any of this, she's going <laughs> to, Jennifer's going to hear this for the first time. Um, so, My baby. But when I told her to, when I told him to hit the kid back, that's another thing too. Like, do, do, do we, do I need to be teaching my kid that? So I, th- I think, I think it's good to know that there's going to be a point where somebody's going to have to, they're going to have to pick up, stand up for themselves. Right. I mean, and it, it's whatever age it is. Like I was always small growing up. And I think when I got into, I was always just kind of quiet and just kind of did my thing and stayed back. And then when sixth grade, when I started wrestling, like I found an aggression in myself that I knew that I could do certain things. Sure. And I can tell you a point, like I moved to Poto and all of my friends were kind of, because I'd go to Poto every summer. So some of the more popular kids were my friends when I went there. So I immediately went into this group of people and I can remember this. It was like the third day of school. I couldn't play football. Um, so I'm in like the the gym with some of the kids that aren't playing football. And they're all sitting there kind of ragging on me and saying different things. And like, you know, whoa, you came from Dell City and all this. And this one kid who um, became one of my best friends, John Washburn, uh, he passed away about a year and a half ago, two years ago. He was kind of, he went to like push me with one hand. And I got one hand around, and I grabbed his head and brought it in, and I took him down, mm. and I just pulled his head up to where he couldn't really breathe. Yeah. And uh, after that, like, nobody ever said anything. Yeah. It was just like, and the thing is, I, I'm really not a great fighter, but sure. I know, like, a grapple move. Sure. And so that's what I used, and no one said it again. So those are the things, like, I guess you have to have, like, that moment. Yeah. I guess that's what worries me, though, is because there's probably a pretty fine line between knowing of course, at six years old, knowing when to do that and knowing when not to. Right. That, you know, that that's exactly what I was, you know, trying to get across with Annalie is like, we can't do it at school. Let right. somebody know. You can't, you can't just keep doing this. You know, you're going to become that kid. But, you know, tell somebody, let somebody know immediately at school in the first grade. Right. And, well, you so know, that, that would probably be the question then. Would the better response have been to tell Ben? that kid hits you again you tell the coach um in that moment though as a dad seeing my son my reaction was to tell him punch the kid back yeah but um i think in that scenario you're out of school and think about when you're a coach right if somebody you're probably like oh i'm sorry that that happened to you you know we'll, we'll, we'll say something yeah. You know, hey guys, let's not hit each other. But you're not like a teacher where the teacher and like you're in the yeah. school setting. Yeah. Like if I was the, the coach and somebody came up to me and said, Hey, Logan just hit me <laughs> and like Logan's my kid, I'm like, in back, let's see what happens. Right. Man, wait, you know? <laughs> my senior year of football, we're in the huddle at practice and you know, starting tight end and it was hot. <laughs> I was getting what yeah. number were you? <laughs> I was number forty six at that point. Oh, okay. so you have forty six sixty four? Well, I had to change to forty six, so I'd have an eligible number. Gotcha. And um, but it was hot, and I was getting yelled at a lot. Like you know, I I was still trying to earn that position. And we're standing there, we're getting the huddle, and that football comes in and just nails my helmet. And in the like, huddle. In the huddle. And I mean, I know the coach looked at me, and he—you you guys watch Friends and saw yeah. Red Ross. Red Ross, yeah. yeah. And Red, I'm Red you, Josh. <laughs> he said, "Go, go, knock him down." You know who threw it? And I'm telling you, I turn around and earhold this kid. Yeah. Right there in the middle of practice, and he knew why he got earhold. And 
like I, I wasn't in the mood. I was ready. To, if if he was going to get up, we were going to do it. If you hadn't, and if you hadn't gotten permission from the coach, I would to do not it. have done it. No. Well, good for that coach. But but man, he could see it in my face that yeah. you know I I was I was over it. Did he hit, he hit your helmet or you didn't have your helmet on? No, I had my helmet on. But, okay. You know. But yeah, I mean, it's you, still you throw hit. it twenty yards to a guy that's been sweating like crazy yeah. and yeah. you hit his helmet. I just thought it'd be even worse if you get hit with that pigskin in the side yeah. of the face and it's like. Yeah, and oh man, no, I wouldn't have waited on the coach if if, if I didn't have happened, my helmet yeah. on. We all know, we all know how that goes. <laughs> but but I mean, you know, that's the kind of coach you need. Hey yeah. man, go teach that. And it was a sophomore. Sure. I was a senior. He knew he he. You walked the ball to and put it down. So, but no, so he just tossed and, it. And, and and maybe that's another thing too in a team environment. Yeah, it's not like you held any grudge against that guy. No, not no. at all. I mean, you guys worked it out. Yeah, and maybe became better for it. You know what so, you, you know, know what you did. gave him? Uh-huh. You gave him a receipt. <laughs> yeah, that's what that is called. <laughs> in wrestling, if yeah. somebody gets a little too stiff, yeah. and it's like, okay, I've been punched a, a couple of times too hard, yeah. then you get in there and you give him a big punch and they're like, oh, okay, I need to ease up. Yeah. Okay. You know what? So so for my wife listening, if you're upset that I told Ben to hit the kid back, uh just know that in team sports, though if he does it, they'll be better friends for it and better teammates. Yeah. So, Josh and this guy have been friends for years. What's his name? <laughs> no, I don't even remember that kid's name. <laughs> Earhold. Yeah, he got. <laughs> I'm telling you, when I say I earhold him, I earhold him. Yeah, like I knew where that ball came from, and he's the only one standing over there, and he was not paying attention. Ooh, and nice. He got. Yeah. Well, what's something else, Carrie? What do you think? What's a What's a good life lesson? Uh, I don't. You know, just one thing is that they don't have a lot here, and I don't even know how to really put it. It's just. Like to be patient, like the way of the world is got to have it, got to have it, got to have it. And sure. like my wife's the worst w- about it. Like our internet could be just a little bit slow out in Tuttle. She's like, I don't even know why we live in 2019. <laughs> and I'm like, it's been three seconds. Like yeah. this is a, this is a feed that goes yeah. into space and bounces back and then goes sure. down a fiber optic wire. I mean, chill out on the instant gratification. Yes. Okay. I mean, and, and you're not entitled to anything. Okay. Like he's at the point where everybody came to his birthday party. Like, oh, you have a present for me. You have a present. Maybe sometimes, like I said to you, the present is the pre- is their presence. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just be happy that you have a party. Yeah. That you have friends. And I just I it gets crazy to me that people have to take selfies constantly and put all these things on social media because we didn't have that back in the day. And I hate to be like the old forty year old guy, but Man, it just seems so so much more simple than trying to get all this crap out, and like you have to be on t- on top of it. Like, oh, I didn't get a hundred likes in the first eleven minutes. I had this picture out. I'm going to take it down now. Like, just stop. And sure. Just quit worrying about sure. all that crap because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Yeah. When you when you talk about instant gratification, I know I see that with my kids a lot, just because they have to be entertained all the time. Yeah. Like so, they always want they always want something. They always want something on. They always want to be watching something. They always want to be playing something. Like as soon as they get home from school, and since school's been back, and summer was tough, you know, with me being home with the kids, you know, they're they they probably watched you know more YouTube videos than they should have. <laughs> um, YouTube kids, because I don't let them watch the other. Gotcha. No, we don't even do um, kids at our house. Really, our kids don't have YouTube anymore. Oh man, oh, I might need to I might need to get on that. Um, but since school started back up, you know, first grade and third grade for my kids, and they're both supposed to be doing a lot of reading. Yeah. So as soon as we get home, um, they'll eat a snack. If either one of them have homework, they do it. And then I make them read. And 
what's really worked really good for me is that I will have them read together. So I have Penny get a book and she'll help Ben read a page and then she'll read a page and they'll do that. And like what I'm seeing, what I'm seeing with them is so cool because I'm seeing Penny kind of take on more of kind of a, I don't want to say mentorship, almost like a teaching kind of a role with him. And then his reading getting better because of that. Oh man, it's been great. And then at the same time, they're not just sitting around watching a video or playing a game. Yep. And they're and they they're actually getting along because uh, they fight all the time too. So it's like when they're reading together, they're not fighting, they're having fun, they're being with each other and they're doing something productive. Yep. And man, that's been great. And so to me, I I wish that was as instantly gratifying for them as these other things are. Yeah. And I wish I knew a way to make that to make it more. Yeah, this summer we were very determined that they weren't just going to sit and watch TV. So we signed them up for Bronco Pride. Oh, summer, nice. Summer Pride program, sure. Mon- Monday through Thursday. They were getting up. They would go to Pride for two hours. And and, and it's not like a daycare thing. This right. is, they didn't go there and just, you know, play games. Right. I mean, they did obstacle courses. They mm-hmm. did what the older kids were doing. Okay. And they're... They're better for it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just I can't. I, I, you guys saw the. I mean, you got to come to Logan's party. So the wiffle ball field that was built. Yeah. There's not a day that when I lived in Poto, like or why I would stay there for the summer. As soon as we woke up and that sun was up, we were all outside playing wiffle ball, playing football. Like we yeah. didn't do much of anything until like you know it got real hot. You go in, you get a snack, you watch a league yeah. of their own. And then you go back out yeah. and you want and you play wiffle yeah. ball again. I mean, yeah. then you watch Sandlot and you ride. Like, you hey, watch Sandlot. Yeah, I how mean, are, how are we going to light this field up? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. yeah, and it's you know just like the other night when I was like, everybody get your cars, yeah, and pull them down here and we'll we'll have light. But yeah. it didn't happen. But everybody, all of our friends would come and we'd have big wiffle ball home run derbies and everything. And we went inside and then we played Super Nintendo until it was time to go to bed. But we didn't. Didn't waste the day. We didn't waste the day. Yeah. And now Logan just wants to sit and watch TV. And that's the other thing about instant gratification. There's no commercials. Oh, yeah. And he has no clue what a commercial is. And he was at his Nan and Papa's a few weeks ago in Broken Bow. And DuckTales went off and went to a commercial. And he's like, hey, what's what? wrong? What's wrong with this? What's hey, wrong? Hey, Dad, fix it. And why don't I own what's on this commercial? <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, oh, I need that. And uh, I was like, these are commercials. They play in the middle of the show. You guys, you don't have that because we just have Netflix. You just um, do streaming. Amazon Prime, yeah. yeah. And so he doesn't get it. And wow. uh, But he was just like, I don't like this. And well, starts crying. I'm like, dude, you don't even know, man. That They're they're four minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when I was a kid, it was like, okay, I got four minutes to play with yeah. G.I. Joe's. And then I can watch my show. Well, when you mentioned that about playing wiffle ball, for me, it was riding bikes. So there would be, because we kind of lived out in the country outside of Shawnee. And so there were all these neighbor kids and we all had bikes and we would, we would just leave. We would just leave the house, me and my brother, and just ride bikes. Mm -hmm. And my parents didn't worry about us. Yeah. And I feel like you can't do that now. No. I mean, maybe you could, but it's... I've got a nine-year-old that I'm afraid to let her go around the block. Right. And right. we, I mean, we live in a decent neighborhood. Oh, sure, sure. I mean, that, yeah, see, that's, and that's so weird. It's like, is that us being too overprotective uh, yeah. or is that really the how the world is today? I think that's how the world is. Yeah. When different. we were in Prague, I think I told you guys, we, there were second graders getting on the subway by themselves. Like they had their backpacks on, they were heading to school. Yeah. I mean, kids younger than my daughter, my oldest daughter 
getting on the subway yeah with no worries yeah. I mean, they live in a different world than we do uh, it's, it's crazy so, yeah it is and i i almost wonder too because um and carrie you might you're like where you live like your your neighborhood that's kind of how the neighborhood i grew up in was like the houses were spread that mm-hmm. far apart and you know there was just tons of back roads to go ride bikes around i wonder if it's almost like because because living in a neighborhood like mine where the houses are so close together and i don't even know all of my neighbors yeah. You know, so that's that's my concern with letting the kids go around the block even, like you said, Josh, is that I just don't know all these people. And, you know, you hear all the time about people, things things that happen to kids. And it's like, I almost wonder in a scenario like yours, like, would you feel, how would you feel about Logan, like, when, when he's older, just taking his bike around your neighborhood? Uh, Robbie had told me a story, and I, I, I can't remember verbatim, but like a lady that was walking her... Like, she was walking, but she just had a baby. So the baby was in the stroller, and some guy tried to grab her outside, like, near our house. Wow. So. See? I mean, and so when Robbie, when she would walk with Logan, like, of course, she was carrying. And, I, you know, this other person didn't, but she got out, and she was, I mean, I, I think everything worked out. It was okay. Yeah. But, I mean, that scenario, like, we live in the country. Yeah. Like, it should yeah. be, like, Logan can get on his yeah, bike and go down this road. And your neighborhood is a dream because, for one, you got the creek in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And then you got those woods that are down the street from your house that we went on the ranger. Yes. Back yeah. in there. I mean, as a 12-year-old, that, that would have been in heaven. Oh, yeah. For yeah. me. Yeah. It should be great for him growing up. Yeah. But, anyway, we'll, yeah. we'll see. But then you hear stories like that, and it makes you wonder. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should all get those little tracker things that you can put on your kids. You oh, know, I'm going to. I'm going to put, like, you can put them in necklaces. Like, I'm going to give him, like, a little watch. Yeah. And I'm going to have him tracked. Yeah. I think I'd feel better if they had if they had those on them. Let's take a break and come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this is good. yeah. We've been going, we've been going for almost, uh, almost an hour. So this, I know. This I feels mean, good. Get right. there, Carrie. <laughs> get that moth on your way. We're going to be back with special guests uh, here in a few moments. Dang good. I beat it. That's what you get. Which character? Which character from Young Guns was that? Uh, that was Charlie, played by Casey Simosco. Nice job. Yep. Was it? Really? Yes. <laughs> what if if you made that up, you, you would be like my new hero. No. Okay. So did. I will tell you this real quick. Me and my friends in fourth grade, when Young Guns came out, our favorite movie ever. Yeah. My friend Peter C. He was like, "I'm Billy the Kid," and he goes, "Carrie, you'll be." Chavez, E. Chavez, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And uh, Levi Jackson was Doc Holliday. So you were Lou Diamond Phillips? Yeah. Yeah. And then our friend Brad Croy was the Charlie Sheen character. Our friend Kyle Watkins was the... Kiefer Dirt- Sutherland? No, Kiefer Sutherland was Levi Jackson. Oh, that's he right, was that's right. blonde, blonde guy. Uh, Kyle Watkins was the Dirty Steve. And then I think it was like Kyle Valdez uh, was Charlie. And I always thought, Charlie's like the funniest character because at the end he's like so wimpy and then he just comes out and just starts shooting yeah. John Kenny and shoots that guy. And I yeah. was like, Charlie's a great character. Yeah, but yeah Casey jo- Samosco. Josh, have you seen Young Guns? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, how? That sounded like the cast of uh, The Outsiders or something. Yeah, uh, like Ponyboy Curtis. Have you seen The Outsiders? I've seen The oh, Outsiders. Okay, good oh. um, no, not The Outsiders. What's the one where they... You want to see a dead body? Oh, that's oh Stand, Stand By, by me. me. Stand yeah. By Me. Yeah, that's, that sounded like... But, the, so you haven't they, seen The Outsiders? Takes yeah, place in, yeah, I've oh. seen The Outsiders. Takes place seen, in Tulsa. 
Yeah, Stand by me does? They have no, a, uh, the Outsiders. Oh, the Outsiders. S.E. Hinton. Yeah. They have a uh, museum in the house that the Curtis brothers lived in, oh, yeah. in the movie. They have a yeah. museum in that house now in Tulsa. It's great. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. Hey, you know what? We're going to bring on our guest now. <laughs> All right, let's do it. <laughs> Without uh, any further ado. Fall down the rabbit hole. We're going to go ahead and welcome our friend who I... Now, I don't know if this is really his nickname, but I nicknamed him Tater, because one time you were talking about Taylor, yes. and uh, I thought you said Tater. Um, so we're going to welcome Taylor Pollard onto the show Tater. with us. How are you doing, that was back. In, that was back in Keith's hungry days. <laughs> yeah. How's it going, guys? Good, hey, buddy. How good. are you? It's doing good. Tater is one of the nicknames that are... That I answer to. So. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. Mine that I always they call him is Tite. Tater salad. Tite. 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 That's a, that's cute. I like that. <laughs> I am yeah, Uncle Tite to to a bunch of little girls. So. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. Very cool. Well, um, now just to fill everybody in, uh, we are actually talking to you from a great distance, uh, all the way out in Arkansas. Is that right? You are. Yeah, Fort Smith, Arkansas, on the. Uh, uh, western side of Arkansas, about 30 minutes from where Carrie grew up in Poto, Oklahoma. So okay, okay. Right so, along the border there. Nice, nice. How's everything going out that way? It's going good, going good. A lot of rain here yes. in the last couple of days. and uh, Hurricane-type rain? Pretty close, yeah. Wow. Um, our church, we're building a new sanctuary, but our current one actually... Uh, had a lot of rain get into it and water and so uh parts of the sanctuary and a lot of the classrooms we had to clear out and dry out and stuff so all right i'll be glad when the rain stops sounds like a job for bridge builders oh man i was thinking the exact same thing go get them guys get, get out there <laughs> carrie shuck will come with us I, i'd go to fort smith he can I'd, hold up some drywall I'll hold up drywall for you guys <laughs> yeah. Hey, so here's here's what I want to ask you, um, Taylor, because off the bat, uh, we want to get kind of a gauge of what kind of man you are. And so um, I actually heard this bit on a radio show on my way to record this podcast, so I thought it'd be pretty funny <laughs> to uh, to see what you think. So here, here's the question for you. You have uh, five fingers on your right hand, correct? Correct. Okay, so five fingers on your right hand. Each one of your fingers, imagine that they can dispense a single condiment now, those five condiments on your right hand are the only condiments that you are able to consume for the rest of your life. What are your five condiments? Oh, that's going to be um, four ketchups and a barbecue sauce. <laughs> and a barbecue sauce? <laughs> yeah. No, okay, man. No, you, you, made that, you made that easy. I thought we were going to have a... <laughs> I thought we were going to go in deep no. on this. No, I uh, I have a shirt that says I put ketchup on my ketchup. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> all right, all right. Well, that hey, that works. I mean, technically, you know, you don't want to branch out and because because th these these five fingers of condiments won't ever run out. So you don't. But he no. can't take that chance. <laughs> take the chance. Okay. All right. I like how every time Keith says five fingers, he holds his hand up like a bowl. Oh, every time. <laughs> like another thing, like we really need to video like what we're doing. Because every time it's like, he was like, you got five fingers on your right hand. And he just lifts up his right hand and shows us like, guys, I'm not, I'm not screwing around. I got five fingers. Yeah. He was ready to count you know, them I all. I literally did the same thing. So <laughs> I, every time I. And I was like, well. 
the thumb's going to be the barbecue sauce, and then the okay. four other ones are going to be the ketchup. Now so listen, you, but I you, had to visualize it. You don't get any other condiments though. So no, and I'm no. even I'm even including no things ranch, like no. What about honey for your uh, sopapilla? No, honey. I eat just if if Carrie has mentioned anything, I'm pretty plain Jane. I'm uh, no milk in my cereal. Eat my cereal dry. What? Uh, You put water on it. (laughs) Don't put water on that. (laughs) Friday. No. uh, uh, No honey. No ranch. My goodness. Honey mustard. I could do wow. without the honey mustard. Yeah, I wouldn't have to have that the rest of my life. And now, Taylor, maybe I, I maybe I'm wrong. Do you like seafood at all? Seafood? Yeah, like um, shrimp or. I will eat, I will eat like popcorn shrimp. Okay, so and, popcorn shrimp with the uh, sauce. Uh, with the sauce. So you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't want like a little bit of cocktail sauce in one of those fingers? I guarantee he makes it no, work with ketchup. I guess. <laughs> No ketchup. Ketchup makes it pretty good. All right, and, and crawfish. So, and that's about it. So. All right. So answering that question, that tells me everything I need to know about the type of person you are, Taylor. So we we've gotten yeah. right. We down know to what brass your tacks. breakfast plate looks yeah. like. Oh, he puts that's ketchup like, on the put, eggs. No, 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 no. On the sausage. He'll throw an egg on his put, ketchup. <laughs> I guess I put ketchup on scrambled eggs, on my macaroni and cheese. Oh. On, it looks like yeah, a chicken was murdered, like <laughs> <laughs> on his plate. Well, let me ask you this: since you're such a ketchup connoisseur, is there a particular brand of ketchup that you lean towards, or are you uh, like it? No, Heinz uh, is is the way to go. You don't yeah. you don't skimp on uh, generic toilet paper or generic ketchup. Okay. Or the two bugaboos. <laughs> now, if you get to pick, like, would you throw in a Whataburger fancy ketchup oh, my in goodness. one of those fingers? Oh, please tell us. See, we don't have we don't have a Whataburger anywhere oh, close around here. So it's that being spicy. Like, he didn't get it. They got that spicy ketchup too. I'm going to tell you, Whataburger has the best ketchup. They do. I'm just going to put that really? out there. I don't know if I've been to a Whataburger since like I was like seven in Dallas, Texas. My brothers and my dad tried to convince me that Eric Davis was getting a burger up at the line. He played for the Baltimore Warriors, Orioles at the time. I was like, that's not that's not a baseball player, and so I wouldn't go get an autograph. Oh, they're so mean to Taylor. Yeah, <laughs> they wanted him to just walk up to some random dude. Hello, Eric Davis. Some hillbilly um, in Dallas. <laughs> I'd love for you to sign this. Like, I'm not a baseball what was player. a what was a Baltimore Orioles player doing at the Whataburger in Dallas? Well, probably just played the exactly. Texas Rangers. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, they had just Duh. they had just finished up, and it ended up being him. But I wouldn't oh. go up oh. there. And, <laughs> it was him, yeah. It really, yeah, it really was him. But I didn't get a picture or, or an autograph. In my mind, I just ketchup. in my mind, I just imagine them just always like anywhere you would go with them, they would tell you someone was a celebrity and you and try to get you to to get an autograph. <laughs> yeah, who would do that to somebody, Keith? <laughs> uh, I know, a, I know a guy. <laughs> oh, hey, the other the other night after Logan's party, like we had a bunch of the Chick Fil A that we, you know, that we'd got the stuff, so we had the utensils, and like no. we're in there cleaning up everything, and I was like, should I take these utensils back tomorrow? I, I, mean, well, I mean, we have time, yeah. And uh, but of course it was Sunday, so they'd be closed, so I'd have to mm, take them on a Monday. Yes, so they all got thrown away. Yes. Yeah, so hey, Taylor, um, you have a, a daughter, correct? I do, yeah. Okay. Uh, Eliza, Eliza Jane. Oh. 
Awesome. Almost four years old. She'll be four in January. That's awesome, man. Very cool. Um, so just sticking with uh, the topic that we've kind of been rolling with on this episode, um, we've been talking about life lessons. Um, what are some things, or maybe what's one thing, that you feel like is important for your daughter as a four-year-old uh, to learn now uh, or, or something that you've tried to impart to her uh, as a good life lesson? Does anything come to mind? We are we're working on manners uh, a lot right now, and then she goes to she goes to school every day. Uh, uh, church here has like a, a toddler's class, so she goes every day, and so um, being polite to her teacher and obeying uh, are really kind of things we're driving home. Yeah, um, she's in a in a phase right now, but. Uh, my wife is more of a disciplinary and than I am. I'm, sure. I'm, I'm not too hard on that. And I, I find other avenues of trying to teach her something without having to be the, the, the bad guy. Yeah. 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 I'm with you as far as manners go. I mean, I know just being around other kids that are, that are, you know, associated with my kids. So whether it's, whether it's T-ball or cheerleading or school, you do run into some kids who are, are, are just, you know, mean, just rude. Yeah. Um, so manners, I mean, are, are definitely important, especially today, because you definitely come across some kids who can, uh, who, who have missed that, uh, that ability. Absolutely. And she's at the age, um, she's, they, they're picking up every single thing and there's things that she'll say now and, I'm like, I know we didn't teach her that and it doesn't even have to be something bad. It's something funny. I'm like, so she's picking up things from school, from uh, church class, from, uh, from other kids that I'm just like, she's going to learn it from somewhere. And I, we're trying to hopefully instill that the most important things are learned at the house and sure. from us and by watching us. Well, yeah, yeah. Has uh, she come home with any bad words? Um, or has she, has she not? Ha, has she left home with any bad words? <laughs> she, um, yeah. There's uh, there's some things that I hope that she doesn't go to class and repeat, <laughs> yeah. but not not too bad a word. We've, we've yeah. all we've Nick, all done it, Taylor. Don't feel bad. Yeah. Nicknames for things and stuff. You're like, I don't know what to teach them, but. I hope it doesn't <laughs> oh, get okay. around circle time at class. So yeah, I got you. I got you. Say no more. I'll tell you. I've never, I've never yeah. said a cuss word in anger or anything at the house around Logan. I've, I've always made sure that if I, I check myself, the one thing that I did say one day, I can't remember what happened, but he was in the room. Something happened. I was like, dang it, and immediately, dang it, dang mm-hmm. it, yeah, dang it. And Robbie looked at me, and she goes. Great job! Yeah. <laughs> now he's going to be saying that, and I was like, "Yeah, that's that's perfect." I know the I rare I rarely I'm not going to lie and say I don't do it. I rarely do it where I let something slip around the kids, but the times that I've done it, um, where it's been super obvious, has been like if I'm driving and I'm speeding and I see a cop, <laughs> <laughs> and I let it. I I mean, it's like it's just such a reaction, like a, and it's such a, a natural thing for me to go. Mm. You know, and to say <laughs> and to say that, and then it's like I, I, 
that's the times that it's been so you know obvious. Yeah. Other times I can kind of mum you know muffle it <laughs> or mumble it, but those those times I've let it slip for sure. Yep. So. Yeah. There's been some uh, phrases like um, I say, "Shut the front door," um, like things that are like I wasn't expecting or something. And yeah. Eliza and as a three year old, she'll say shut that front door and I, I just crack up every time uh, or the uh just the other night driving down uh in the truck my wife said something and she was in the back seat I said Eliza mommy fell off the train and hit the goofy wagon and oh my she just was like do it again do it again she thought it was the funniest thing so she got to our in-law's house and she said Papa fell off the train and hit the goofy wagon and i just started cracking up these are this is the age like i've i've really liked two and three um at the ages at three logan started to get a little bit more mouthy and what's funny is he's at your house keith and and he does do this in public and i've seen it he always asks may i may i please do this i mean he's pretty good at it and most of the time when he says it, because he's at a place, they're going to let him have whatever it is. Yeah. At our house, he's like, may I please have Cheetos for breakfast? And I'm like, <laughs> he's saying it right. But I'm like, no, you don't get Cheetos for breakfast. Please. I said, please. May I? And I'm like, doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, you're just being a turd right now. That's Trying not, to manipulate the system. He is. Like, that's the thing is you teach, teach them to say what they're supposed to say. And then it's like, oh, I can get away with this. But... Right. Everybody talks about terrible twos. I think it's, it's threes. It's threes. Three, yeah. three major was what Robbie always has Man. said, and it, he was great at two. Yeah, no problems. Three has yeah. been a struggle, and now he's four. Yeah, or yeah, he's hey, over the hump. We were talking about this a little bit earlier, Taylor, but we were talking about how when we were kids and how we would just leave the house, you know, uh, during the summers and just be gone, and how, you know, even though we were young, um, our kids or our parents didn't worry about us. Uh, you know, we we had maybe a different kind of level of independence uh, compared to what kids have now. Um, how do you how do you see that compared to maybe how you grew up, and, and then how you um, how you parent your daughter? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, we lived in a uh, an area where I had a couple of friends growing up that lived close, and it was mom. I'm going over to their house. Uh, I'll be back later, and and if their parents were cooking dinner, it was okay. I'm staying for dinner, but be home before dark. And so, and never got called or worried about it. Didn't have to check in or anything. And you just go do what you want to do. You're swimming or you're outside playing. But like even now, I'm just like. What were they thinking? What? <laughs> yeah, it was no quarter, thing to ride a quarter mile on they, your bike. Did they love me? Like, yeah. <laughs> Eliza has. We bought her a Jeep for uh, Christmas, a uh, little uh, battery-operated Jeep, and it has like a one, which was like it box said two and a half miles an hour, and we kept her on that forever. And then I took the little. Uh, governor off i guess whatever and now it can go to two which is five miles an hour <laughs> and i don't really understand how fast that is but she's like can i go fast and she'll take off down the street and i'm like dead sprinting just to keep up with her because 
<laughs> I'm not letting her out of my sight. And she's mm-hmm. like, come on, Dad. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Dad needed to get in his truck to fall at you. What are you <laughs> well, so I, yeah, I mean, we, we all feel the same way. And I asked Josh earlier, uh, I asked, do you think that that's, um, I mean, do you think it's more us as parents being too overprotective or do you think that's just the way of the world now? I think it, it, it has just changed so much. I think, um, uh, I mean, when I was growing up, my, my parents knew our neighbors and knew, um, what friends lived around me and knew, um, and had good relationships. And I just think, um, one, our society has gotten a little, world's gotten a little scarier, uh, in, uh, 20, 20 years, 25 years. And, um, and then, uh, a little more closed off from each other. So I yeah. mean, I can, I can tell you, I live by Miss Wanda. She's our, um, 80 something year old neighbor, but I don't know if I could tell you three more people that live on our street. And so, yeah. or if they have kids or not. So, um, it's just a little bit different culture wise that, um, it's not everybody that knows everybody or knows and you're comfortable with them playing outside and with your, with your kids. Yeah. I think, you know what, maybe, maybe there's something that we can do as parents and, and as responsible adults, uh, to maybe, cause, cause I feel the exact same way. You know, I know a handful of my neighbors, but I don't know everybody, but that's something that I could fix. You know, that's something that, that, you know, I, if I was friendlier, if I if I didn't drive home and pull straight into the garage and and go into the house, that I could be more of a presence in the neighborhood. I mean, I felt I think if more people did that, then that might get us back to a place where things are, you know, things are more like they used to be. So hey, maybe that's a that's a good PSA for uh, for our listeners. You know, make an effort to know your neighbors, to be friendlier, mm-hmm. and to get out there. And don't buy a house with a garage. Maybe that's the deal. Because nobody in our block had a garage. Yeah. They parked in. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. well, didn't park well, in. Yeah, yeah, same well, here. The, yeah. All the cars were in the driveway. Yeah. Yeah, there, the garage was you, full of junk. You, you don't see a whole lot of cars in the driveway anymore. They pull in. They shut the door behind them. You never see them. My stepdad converted our garage into a bedroom. That's perfect. Well, I'm sure. Man, that's changing lives right there. <laughs> You're getting to know your neighbors because of that. I, yeah. I guarantee you he was a presence in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Pete Delise, yeah, he, yeah, he sure yeah. was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely was a presence. Uh, yeah. Um, another thing is um, what I – I remember I always wanted to go to my friend's house when I was um, – my house was – I mean, we had some cool things to do with the ball field or whatnot, but um, – I always wanted to go stay the night at someone's house or go, uh, but I hope that changes. I want Eliza to bring her friends to our house. Um, when she gets older, when uh, she starts having sleepovers and stuff, I want I want my house to be a fun house that all the kids come and play out and that and can be entertained. I'm not sure why, but uh, I guess because I never had that as a kid, but. Um, I, mean, my wife, I want her to bring all her friends. 
yeah, my, over and stuff. My wife and I have said the exact same I thing. Think it, and it's going to be a problem because we've said the same thing as well. <laughs> Which one so of us I is going to be I the think everybody in this generation right here is saying, hey, we're going to have the party house, and now it's just a competition. Yeah, I, I've, I've wanted to get Logan out of the house. <laughs> yeah. So I have a little bit of quiet time with the <laughs> oh. missus. Uh, no, uh, but Rob, I've said the same thing because I've had... I mean, I always stay the night with people. Yeah. And I was like, well, when he starts staying the night with people, it's like, no, he won't stay the night with anybody because I don't know what movies they're going to watch. And I know under my roof, sure, they're no. only going to watch certain things. So my wife is like, I guess we're that house. You so what, no though? one's ever going to stay the night with anybody in this, <laughs> this you, crew. You bring up a good point, though, Carrie, because if I, I mean, I wouldn't be the man I am today if I hadn't stayed over at uh, at Aaron and Bobby's house across the street and watched Predator. Oh man! <laughs> when I w- when I was way too young to watch Predator. Yeah. I also wouldn't be the man I am today if I hadn't stayed the night with Corey Bricker and watched The Shining when I was like nine oh. years old. <laughs> man, you don't even get it. Barbara Shuck, Barbara Shuck, Barbara Mantle Shuck Delise would just come in. I mean, before she'd go to bingo after leaving after being at work all day. And I mean, I can remember at like five years old watching Clockwork Orange. <laughs> you haven't seen it, Josh. No, yeah. no. It is the worst movie ever made. Like, I mean, the scariest things that you could possibly think of are in this movie. Yeah. And I saw it at five and wow. I still have visions of this movie. Yeah. I mean, there's a part where they just beat a homeless man to death. I saw it as a teenager and it messed me up. And so the Predator... I just told my mom one day she she was going to go to bingo and I was like, hey, I really want to rent this movie. And I'm like eight years old or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, what is it? I was like, Predator. It's got Arnold Schwarzenegger. All right, let's go. Went to Bob's video, <laughs> got it for me, went back home. She left and I just watched Predator like three times in one oh, night. Bob's like, video changing lives. Bob's video. That was amazing. Uh, probably, uh, mine was uh, The Exorcist. Um, oh, man at Glenda McDaniel's house. My brothers were staying over with their friends and uh, my mom and her friend Glenda had a, they worked at the newspaper office like first thing in the morning. So they stuffed the newspapers and got them ready for in the morning. And so I stayed over there with my brothers and their friends and I was like, I was maybe eight and the and they watched The Exorcist and I was, Ooh. I stayed up and you know, I was just standing at the door and my mom goes there and I was like, how could you? Why did you leave? That's kind of a, it's kind of a, like a rite of passage, you know, like to be a kid and spend the night somewhere and watch a movie you're not supposed to. What was yours, Josh? <laughs> Everybody stayed the night at my house. Oh, yeah. And so I don't... What movie did you show your friends? Man, I didn't watch any scary movies. Like really? I was out completely. All right. Really? So I've never that seen The Exorcist. Exorcist is a tough movie. I've to never watch. seen Predator. I've never seen the. You've never seen Predator? Movie. No, guys. Man, we're we're riding bikes at midnight. We weren't watching movies. Taylor just under his breath. So it's just said, <laughs> "Oh my god!" Like he doesn't even get it. I don't get it. I don't get. Well, it. I almost had shocker, but uh, <laughs> listen, I don't get a lot what goes on in this though. show. And uh, we, we've got to watch Predator. You love Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? But do I? But do you don't? <laughs> Why would I? You you never heard Good Little Chava? No. Well, get I've down, heard it. Get down. Get down. Get is, down. Is that in Predator? It's in Predator. It's in Good Little See, and I, I've always wondered where that came from. Predator. But <laughs> How about this? How about get this? Get to the chopper. You're bleeding. I ain't got time to bleed. You ever heard that? No. Oh, that's Jesse Ventura. He's He got shot, and he's looking in the trees, and the guy's like, oh, my God, you're bleeding. He's like, I ain't got time to bleed. 
It's just like an amazing so, movie. Uh, so it's like a bunch of gov- old governors in a movie. <laughs> wow. It's, two, it's at oh least two. <laughs> I'm now I'm trying to think. Like, is Bill Duke? Is he, a, is he a governor? Was it Carl, Carl Withers? Carl Withers. Brad Henry as the bus driver. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Gavin Newsom from California is in it. He's one of the guys. You know, of all the um, of all the impressions that I, I wish I could do, Jesse Ventura is like in my top five. That'd be a good one. That'd be I've a ne- great one. You know, Will Sasso? Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen him do Jesse Ventura? No, I've just seen a Stone Cold. You got to YouTube him doing Jesse Ventura. It's I'll spot do, on. I'll do it. Spot I'll on. Hey, hey, Josh, you like military movies. You said at the first <laughs> this podcast you like military movies. See, I thought Predator was like an alien type okay, movie. Okay, yeah. Okay, hold on. Well, so you're, you like military gonna, and zombies, but not military and aliens? Dude, dude, dude hold, hold on. <laughs> hold on. I'm going to give you the premise, <laughs> okay. and I guarantee it. Okay, so they are like uh, gorillas for hire. For, like, the government. Commandos. Commandos. So these people are kidnapped in, it's kind of like a jungle, play, it's a fake place, but they need to go in and find these people who are being who are being tortured, murdered, or whatever, so they're hired for that. Well, at the first of the movie, you see a spaceship crash land into Earth. The Predator, who is the ultimate Predator, wants to find a worthy person to fight. And that becomes Arnold Schwarzenegger because after he sees like the him going through and killing these people and getting these people out, he de- decides he's going to kill his group to go after the Alpha to see who's the real Alpha. Dude, it's it is amazing. You know, did you you know who played the Predator? Well, at Where one point yeah, it one was point? at one point it was Jean Claude Van Damme. Yes, it was it was JCVD. Oh <laughs> man, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to watch it, fellas. <laughs> Okay, I mean, I, at some point, Josh, though, you're gonna have to just trust us that we're gonna make your life better. By Taylor, some Taylor, of these is Predator a good movie? It has been a very long time since I have seen it. You don't. Um, you, yes, is the um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess we'll, we'll cut that part out and we'll let. And now we'll do this one. <laughs> hey, Taylor, is Predator a good yeah. movie? Yes, it is a must <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's ninety-one minutes. I mean, ninety-one minutes, Josh. It's not a time thing. I get it's, it. <laughs> I get it. Oh, we. I feel like this is. Josh, every... have you seen any of the Friday the Thirteenth? No, I have not. Oh. No, I'm yeah, telling that... you, I did not watch that he stuff. Didn't watch my movies. Sis, my sisters watched those movies with you know Freddy, Jason, all those guys. Mm-hmm. I would not watch them. Okay. Like, I mean, I it just wasn't my thing. I, I was scared to death. Yeah. So I was a, I was a young fella when those came out. Those didn't scare me. Halloween still scares me to this day. So something about a William Shatner mask. I think it's just okay. So Freddie is like living in your dreams. I don't mm-hmm. think that's ever going to happen. Sure. But a crazy person who kills his sister and goes into a psycho ward for twenty years and gets out and starts killing more people could, could probably happen. happen. It's plausible. So it, yeah. So when it's plausible, my mind starts like. Okay. That's okay, why I okay, couldn't watch on. Unsolved Mysteries. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Dude, I love that show growing up and my grandma and I would sit there and watch it and I would play it so cool. Oh, and you get that that, <laughs> that music yeah. and she'd walk out of the room like, hey, where are you going? Where are you going? <laughs> yeah, and then his voice. Oh yeah. Oh man. Robert Stack, man. Yeah, he they'd, could scare they'd me. end it and be like, if you have any information on the whereabouts, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he I could think he's be, in my backyard. He could be anywhere. The last time we've seen, we've seen him, he was in Oklahoma city oklahoma <laughs> but no the trail has gone cold <laughs> oh my god he's here oh man carrie you were talking about the plot of, of halloween that 
it could happen. And then I was about to say, uh, yeah, and a guy that a murderer that can walk and still catch me. Yes, that is plausible that he could catch me. <laughs> That's true. He doesn't well, run. I mean, hey, you, you, somebody always falls. <laughs> somebody always drops their keys. Somebody always gets caught making out. Always, yeah. always. I can tell oh. you a fun story about Taylor. We, we took him to see Scream, the first Scream. and uh, How old would he have been? Oh, Taylor, how old are you? Probably 10 or 11? Probably so. Uh, 31 now, so. It's, yeah, just, it was, it's 20, 20 year, last year, it was okay. 20 years um, that part two was out. So yeah, probably about 10. And, uh, I think Scream is a great movie. I think it was written perfectly, and it's and at the end of it, like you know that you find out who the killers are, and the movie ends. And I look over, and Taylor's sleeve is drenched because he had had it in his mouth, just like oh holding it. And I was like, "Oh, dude!" And he's like, "Oh, scary." That was, good. That was a good movie. That was a good movie. <laughs> like when you're ten, you don't really want to tell, like, yeah. you know, your seventeen year old. Oh man, uncle, like uh, I was terrible. He's like, "Oh, it was a good movie. It was a good movie." <laughs> Let's so. watch something else. <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah. I, I felt bad after that. I was like, maybe we shouldn't have brought Taylor to, to watch this movie with us. Hey, um, Taylor, this is a, a little bit off topic, um, but I know you're a big wrestling fan. And yeah. uh, so do you have the, do you have the WWE network? I do. Yeah. Okay. Um, much to the chagrin of my wife. So. <laughs> so my, um, my son is, is, uh, and I'm, I'm this, this just, absolutely tickles me but my son has been asking uh, about some of these old wrestlers that i used to watch he's been asking a lot about andre the giant and macho man and so and then he'll ask me did did macho man ever wrestle andre the giant and i'm like well as a matter of fact he did i mean there are a number of matches but that uh, the championship the title match on saturday night's main event yeah i want to say it was like 86 okay yes yeah, so i want to the... say it was 86 it was saturday night's main event anyway but you can go on the network and you can just find it mm -hmm. it's there and so we pulled it up and it was like a 12 minute match and um he sat there just enthralled with the whole thing um so anyway that's my roundabout Is that where the mega powers uh, well, the mega powers already existed at this point because part of Macho Man's okay. promo was talking about oh, and Hulk, Hulk Hogan beat him, and oh, and that's the hand that shook mine in the mega powers. So if Hulk Hogan can beat out the giant, then Macho Man can beat the giant. Anyway, and so anyway, I just I loved sharing that moment with my son, and I, I'm, I, that's my roundabout way of asking you, since you have the network, since you're a wrestling fan. Uh, are you are you imparting that uh, that to your daughter? I can only hope that that day comes. Um, whenever it is she's in here, um, and it's my wife is in here, we usually don't get the chance to switch it over to the WWE Network very often. Um, that's for uh, when they go to bed and yeah. they leave me with the remote. But <laughs> I hope. Someday that I can I can share some. Hey, go if you go if you go on the network and you search Saturday Night's Main Event, it brings up just a list of highlights, and so you can scroll through that. You can find this match where it's Andre versus Macho Man um, for the for the it's a championship match. But anyway, Jake the Snake interferes. It ends up being a double DQ, but uh, you know Andre had this real life fear of snakes, and so the angle that they were pushing at the time was that um, that Macho and Jake were friends, and so you know. Jake brings Damien down, and at the end of the match, Andre's tangled up in the ropes, and Jake comes in. Oh man, it was so it was so much fun. And my son is like, and, and he he kind of knows now, 
that um, that wrestling's not 100% real. Because he, oh, he, wow, he learned it early. Well, I, his sister told man, his sister ruined Aww. it for him. But anyway, I've got him to the point where I'm like, listen, wrestling used to be real. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> they used to really, you know, they were really do it. So he's sold that these old matches are 100% real. And show him where Macho gets bitten by when, the snake. I was oh, about to say the same exact yeah, thing yeah. when yep. old Jake the Snake comes out with the with cobra. The cobra, yep, man. Yeah, yeah no, that's. Ooh, Did, I, I will. I'll do that. I'll have do that. Have you listened to the story of Jake talking about that incident? I think it was on Joe Rogan. Uh-uh. It's great because oh, Macho's that's a great lesson. Yeah, Ma- Macho's just like terrified of the snake, and so and Jake has that. He always talks the same. Like even his promo, he's like, so he's sitting there, he's like, yeah. So I get there, and Macho was just walking around. You know, he's got that whispery, th- and he's just going back and forth, and he comes in, he's like. All right, man, what are you going to do, okay? Tell me, how's it going to go? How's it, how's it, what's the snake going to do, okay, man? Come on, tell me. What's it going to do? Well, you got the gimmick. You're going to kind of, it's got the poison, right? It's got poison? And he's like, no, it's not poisonous. It's been, it's been drained. Then you do it. You take the bite first. And so Jake <laughs> has to sit there and let the cobra bite him so he can see that the venom's been taken out yeah. before he'll even let him do it. So, but yeah, he said backstage is freaking out, <laughs> yeah. whatever, which I would be too. But, uh, but Macho, because where Macho was, like on the card, he really thought in his mind, like this guy's going to try to get my spot by killing me with a cobra on TV. No kidding. Yeah. So that hey, happens. Get him, get him with the old the, Hillary Clinton. This is another. <laughs> this is another. Uh, <laughs> oh. Oh. This is another life lesson that you, I'm going to throw out there. You can watch the uncomfortableness on Key's face, where he's like, "Please don't take this political." <laughs> I just would be lost, gone forever, Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> what, what I would, what I would say is another life lesson for the parents out there. If you're not letting your kids watch wrestling. Then I'd say uh, you need to get on the train. Yeah, Carrie's got my back. Y'all both, y'all both looked at me. Um, uh, he, hey, I'll do it. I, Monday night, you guys send I me a text. I guarantee it, Annalie. She be all. That's yeah. exactly where I was going to go with this. But Monday night, send me a text. Remind me it's on, mm-hmm. okay. and we'll we'll do it. All right. I all think right. Stone Cold's going to be on Monday. Oh, even better. I think so. He's coming back yeah. for something. Is that right, Taylor? Yeah. Yes. I'm going to yeah, catch Annalie. Yeah. Go ahead. They're in the garden, I think. They may be. Ooh, MSG. I'm going to tell you, Annalie's going to oh. be standing up there with a Dr. Pepper or a, a <laughs> June Drill. Crack it open. Crack it open and just start, just <laughs> just start, just start chugging <laughs> them. Um, I, I let Logan, like Robbie said, he can't watch like the promos and stuff, but there's certain matches he can watch. And I know uh, Taylor will know, and, and I bet Keith will know, Will Ospreay versus Ricochet when they had their their match i thought this would be the match because they're both pretty acrobatic so they don't they do a lot of like flips and kicks and into their stuff so i knew that him liking superhero stuff and everything when he wa- and he he watched like 10 minutes of it and just sat there and he's like oh that he he just hit that guy dad <laughs> and i was like yeah he got him with his boot and he's like oh is he is he is he hurt and then the guy move and miss it he got up and i was like hey is he, <laughs> he, he got up he's back Oh, so man. it was it was fun to see. When's the, Carrie, when's the last time you went back and watched some classic matches? Oh, all the time, dude. I, the, you, have I you, have your I have your login. Yeah, you do. Do, <laughs> do you not ever see that it's I don't like notice. WrestleMania eight and dude, everything? Um, I, the so. other day after I watched that um, that match I was talking about, I went back and I watched Macho Man versus Bret Hart, and it was when uh, the Hart Foundation was a heel tag team, and they had Jimmy Hart as their manager. Yeah, 
And uh, oh, it was just such. Oh, it was such. So, Bret Hart's still my favorite wrestler. Right man. now, I'm I'm just jealous of yeah. the time you guys have. <laughs> because <laughs> I see you falling asleep over there. Well, I'm going to tell you right now. They, let me tell you my week. <laughs> yeah, Let's hear it. Okay, Monday night is softball practice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tuesday night is soccer practice for Anna Lee and futsal for Aubrey. Mm-hmm. Wednesday nights gymnastics and church. Church. Thursday night is softball practice or softball game for Anna Lee. Softball or soccer practice for Anna Lee and soccer practice for Aubrey. She has a softball game, then goes to soccer practice. Well, she'll go to soccer practice and then softball okay, game. Got it. And then Friday night is going to be academy soccer games for Anna Lee. Saturday is soccer games for Aubrey. And Sunday is academy futsal for Anna Lee. You can watch it on your phone. And <laughs> I'm just telling you yeah, right that's now. That's a lot of soccer That's a lot. That's a lot going on in my world. Yeah. yeah. I don't have, like, it takes. I'll have three big brothers by the time we can catch up on it. <laughs> well, here, here, so, and here we are keeping you up past eleven. Well, this is the only time I got to do it. So, yeah. let's, I mean, well, no. <laughs> hey, we're rolling. No, we're up. You get a chance. WrestleMania Seven is what got me. Carrie got me, gave me a VHS. I guess that would have been. Uh, not sure what year that was, but I was maybe five years old and got hooked. And uh, Ultimate Warrior versus Macho Man. The, when Miss Elizabeth jumped the barricade to come save Macho Man, I just was like, "This is it. This is that's it. This is the best show." And back then, back ever. then, I was all in on wrestling. Yeah. Like we, I remember in high school as a sophomore in high school, my brother was a senior. We had um, like a an apartment behind our house in our backyard. It was it's like a two bedroom pool house, but we didn't have a pool. Mm-hmm. So, but we would line it wall to wall with mattresses. No idea where we got these mattresses. So, like, just thinking back on it, like, I don't know where they came from. Yeah. What's funny is how you are kind of a germaphobe and you don't like that kind of and, stuff to think where this came yeah, from. Yeah. And, but every Monday night, Monday Night Raw, we had wrestling matches. And you're talking about 16 and 18 year old, I'd say grown men. Yeah. Having wrestling matches and watching Raw. Oh, yeah. Exciting. Uh, me and Taylor would have some great matches, and when we learned that he could hit me with a cookie sheet, oh. and it made that awesome <laughs> sound and kind of did yeah. it, I was like, oh my God, this is great. And then one time he got me super good with the cookie sheet, and it just, it would not pop out like it needed to. I was like, just go put that back in the drawer. Put it back. Get, you, we got to go to the steel chair. <laughs> did, you get, did you get any color from that? No, no. no. Uh, a cookie sheet's not going to give you any color. Oh, okay. I, I did, in college once, we had to do like this skit for this theater class, and so me and my friends, like I did the rock and they were the uh, new age outlaws and uh we just did like a quick impromptu match yeah. and we were on a stage so it it hurt yeah but i told them i was like i want you to just smack me with this chair yeah right on the head but i you need to be up at the top where it's but this they guy john job got me and like the corner of it kind of got me on the head there's a little spot Ooh. like right there it just started bleeding a little bit but then at the end of it because I was like the adrenaline, like, oh my God, I got color. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, now, ble- I'm bleeding. Now tell me as a kid, you guys saw a fold-up chair and thought, there it is. There's yeah. the steel chair. That's it. That's a steel yeah. chair. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I used to jump through tables, but I only weighed like 80 pounds and it wouldn't do anything. So you just, just bounce off of just them. just make a bunt and just <laughs> yeah. like, oh, that hurts so much worse than trying to break this thing. Well, let's do this, guys. Oh, yeah. um, let's let's hear from Taylor. What, what were you going to say, Taylor? <laughs> he was about to say something. Oh, no. I was disagreeing. Sorry. Well, no, um, we we are uh, over an hour and a half into the show so far, and so um, any any funny stories you want to tell us before we wrap everything up? 
Um, I probably shouldn't get out of here without telling uh, maybe a story or two on Carrie. Um, the first, uh, growing up with two bro- two older brothers, and then Carrie was around a lot of um, a lot of stitches were, were in my childhood. Um, <laughs> and to avoid this one, one of those it probably fault lies on me, but uh, Carrie was grabbed a golf club and was swinging it in the house for some reason. I'm not sure, but he was showing us his swing and all of a sudden I come flying off the couch and the follow through just connects with the back of my head Ooh. and blood is, is just everywhere. And I don't know if my mom was home. She had to have been because she was home. in the hospital. But Carrie's like, "Oh God, don't tell your mom." <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what are you? What else are you gonna well, tell? The, okay, yeah. so the worst thing was his dad and my sister are there, and he just like gets up and his, he's bleeding and everything. And I was like, "Uh, no, we'll fix it." And then Cindy walks in and she's like, "What just happened?" And I was like, "I hit him in the head with a golf club," but they had to go stitch it. Yeah. And so this was a Saturday. I remember it. Because she had to call Dr. Willis, who was at his house, and he had his stuff or whatever, and I don't know. They they went where, I mean, or he said he's going to meet him at the hospital, whatever, but I, I, I gigged him. I mean, I, <laughs> I gave him hard way. It was, yeah, it was hard way, and it was Dustin Rhodes at uh, All In. <laughs> I mean, it, was, it wasn't it that was, bad, but he does have a yeah. scar. You still have a scar to this day? <laughs> I do. I have, well, there's two of them back there where hair do not grow. And that was, one of them was from the golf club. The other one was from uh, playing out at a baseball field and, and slipped on some concrete and stuff. And so, uh, but we got to the point where the, that doctor just showed my mom how to take hair on each side of the cut, <laughs> tie it in a knot and super glue it. Mm. And you don't have to stitch it. So, um, right. I've got a few of those scars too, but in another one, um, I can't remember if it was two episodes ago or a couple episodes ago. Um, y'all were talking about Keith got blocked by Carrie, <laughs> um, on a phone call or a text message. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and Josh could recognize that the warning signs, the red flag that <laughs> Carrie was not. <laughs> Not in the um, mood. That is not something he just developed overnight. Um, <laughs> we, oh, we didn't play a wiffle ball game growing up in our backyard without it at some point. Carrie getting mad, throwing the bat down, getting in his truck and driving away. He at least got out of sight. And then five minutes later, coming back, but. Well, are we going to finish the game or not? Hey, I I play softball, Gary, and I've seen that, Gary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, <laughs> the hands on the side of his hips, like, you're eight, but why are you lose? Why can't you catch the ball when I throw it? <laughs> oh, that's classic. So, but he's more athletic than me uh, at eight, so he should have caught it. Yeah. <laughs> that's I, why we love Gary, though. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> that's that's the reason. Yeah. I, I can tell you there was one time that, and I'll tell you the story about Taylor getting me in trouble pretty bad. Um, I don't know where Cindy went. Like we we had got home from school, and uh, we talked about this. I was in eighth grade. And Cindy is your my sister, sister. His his mom. His mom. Yeah. Yes. And uh, 
eighth grade, just started shaving, and little Taylor, I mean, I don't know, he could have been six years old, maybe, walked in there and he saw me shaving my little mustache, and then I was just doing my sideburns, like evening them out with the little bitty uh, trimmer and then the, the razor. Mm. And I leave it on the counter and I walk in there and I'm watching TV. Cindy comes in and she's like, where's Taylor? And I said, oh, I don't know. He was here a minute ago. And he walks out of the bathroom and from the kind of middle top of his head, had he had razored off what would have been his sideburns and on the other side, not as far. And luckily <laughs> not bleeding, not cut or anything. And he just comes in with this big smile on his face. He's like, I cut my hair. I got a nice fresh fade. <laughs> and I just looked at her and she looked at me and she's like, what the crap just happened? And I'm like, I don't know. I was shaving and he must have taken the razor. He had a razor. <laughs> and so she took him down to this lady, um, Doherty, I, I believe her name was, who's a, uh, a barber, bar, I mean, what, whatever. But she tried to fix it as best she could. And yeah. it, it did not look good. Oh, Another man. reason I felt, I felt terrible about the golf club, felt even worse about the hair. Oh. So I should have been watching him. Sorry, Taylor. <laughs> no, you're fine. It was, Carrie had to go to that lady too before um, to fix a haircut, and that's the greatest. He was about to. Him and a few friends were about to go, maybe spring break to Orlando or somewhere in, in Florida. It was a summer. It was me, Matt, and my friend Ryan. We're going to go to uh, Florida for the summer, and he needed a haircut and my dad is a baseball coach has always been a baseball coach has never well i say he's cut his hair but and he's never been a barber and my dad said let me cut it carrie i can do it i'll make it look cool and i'm not sure why he got talked into it but my dad takes the clippers and either it fell off or he just never put a guard on it but he goes no guard straight down the side of Carrie's head <laughs> and the like Mr. T style and oh, yeah. Carrie is just freaking out and we're just laughing and my dad uh, says I don't know what you're talking about I think it looks cool as heck <laughs> <laughs> yeah so at, at like 8 o'clock that night I had to go down to this lady's house and she tried to fix it the best she could she's like yeah. uh, nothing you can do about yeah, that this is how it's gonna be yeah. and now it might have been might have been cool as heck I don't know <laughs> So that's great. Hey, uh, Taylor, would you normally be in bed by now? Probably not. No, I am. I'm I'm a night owl. Um, I stay up. Um, and so my wife and daughter have been asleep. Um, any of y'all's kids still sleep with you? (laughs) Well, Logan just started. I got two dogs, two dogs in the bed. Two dogs. Yeah. I just have one dog Uh, in the bed. Yeah, uh, we got any any tips on how to break that? Um, uh, we uh, we still have a little toddler that sleeps with us, and uh, I'll tell you something that something I, that I slept with my parents till I was like twelve. So oh man, um, <laughs> so. I um something that we did we um to get our daughter. We didn't have the problem with our son. Our son has always slept in his bed pretty good. Our daughter was real bad about it. Um. So we, we moved her from sleeping in the bed to sleeping on like a little, uh, kind of like a little pallet that we'd make beside the bed and then mm-hmm. transitioned from that to her room. She still has a problem sleeping in the room by herself, so they have bunk beds. But um, so that worked out for us. Uh, 
um, because even when she did have her own room um, in the middle of the night, she'd still sneak in and try to try to get in bed with us. Um, so that's one of those things, man. It, she should grow out of it, but you might try that. You might try instead of sleeping in the bed, maybe make make a cot or something that she can sleep beside beside the bed so she's still in there. And then that kind of just helps to move towards her own room. Yeah, I think we, we need to try it. And she's got a little uh, we, mattress that used to be in her, her crib. Now she's got a, a bigger bed. But if we lay that down there, maybe that will be something we try. Yeah. Um, maybe a, a year ago, we were like three weeks into it, and she was doing pretty good. Um, and no, this was maybe when she was not even – not even two yet. We were trying to get her in her own room and, uh, she was crying a little bit, but my wife was like, okay, you're going to have to do it. And, uh, so I just put her in there and let her, let her cry it out, close the door. And five minutes go by and I, she stops crying. I peek, I just peek my head in. She's asleep. Go lay down. My wife's like, I think I hear her. You don't, but I'll go check on her. Um, but this time, instead of just peeking my head in, I walk all the way, and as soon as I walk in the room, the aroma of throw up hits oh, me. Dude. And uh, she had cried so hard, she had gagged herself and threw up and fell asleep in it. And I felt, I, I picked her up, and I, and I told my wife, and it, she can sleep with us till she's 16. Dude. I don't care. I, I never want to feel that feeling again. I'm the worst parent in the world. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, exact same thing happened to me with my daughter. Exact same thing. And I really? feel, I feel like doing that is what made her, um, not want to sleep in her own room. Um, cause I, I want to say she was still maybe, she's maybe between one and two when we did that. Yeah. And, uh, same thing, man. She, she, she would not stop crying. She cried so hard that she threw up. And I, I think we ended up leaving her in there all night because, you know, at some point she did quiet down. But when we went in there and checked on her, she, I mean, just barf all over the, all over her bed, even outside on the, the little rug outside her crib, just because she had gagged herself from crying so hard. And I, I, if I, when I think about it, I still feel bad about it. But I feel like that, doing that, like making her cry it out, made it worse um, in a way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know about getting queasy on her. Man, I'm, <laughs> I'm just thinking I'd just close the door right there and go back to bed. I, just, I tell that <laughs> my wife find it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Hey, I, I, uh, you might want to go check on her real quick. I, I didn't, yeah. I didn't get in there very good. I had to, I've got to go to the bathroom for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, the same thing happened to Logan. I'm a little different than you guys. Like he was asleep and there's just vomit everywhere. And I was like, quit wallowing your vomit. You'll, you'll pass out before you die. You'll pass out before you die. That's and exactly so, right. Here he put newspapers down like Adam Sandler and Big Daddy. Hey, I'm going to tell you right now, Aubrey, we thought she was ready for a big girl bed because she was climbing out of her crib. Like she could hook her arm around, flip herself over, and then she'd come running in her room. So we, we went to the toddler bed. It's a bed that goes from a a crib to a toddler bed to a full-size bed. And so we go to the toddler bed, and she just constantly comes in her room. So the next day, I put the crib back together, and I added wood, true story, to that crib so she couldn't get her arm and hook it so she could climb over. And I she spent another six months in that crib. 
Good job. Yeah. I'll just keep it. That's crazy. And then and then we got the chicken wire over the top yeah, and oh, yeah, electrified yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I really did. I had to lock, lock the door from the outside <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know I know how it goes. Lo- Logan got out and he would come in there and so we changed to the toddler bed and he he was pretty good for a while. It's just happened recently in the like the last few months. A couple months maybe that he wants to sleep with us, just wants to be around us. Yeah. And I can't do it. Like he headbutted me last night or not last night, two nights ago, he headbutted me. And, uh, I just, I pulled a carry getting in his truck and leaving. I just got out <laughs> and I went to the guest bedroom and Robbie was like, what's going on? I'm like, he just headbutted me. Just, I, I can't do it. And now, so I got out, I woke up the next morning, dry blood all over my face. <laughs> oh man. If, if, if our kids like Aubrey had a sleepover the other night with one of our friends and Anna Lee wanted to stay home. So we have a rule that if you're going to sleep in our room, you're going to sleep on a cot. And I'm okay. She she sleeps in the bed with her sister, and her sister wasn't there. So uh, we put a cot at the foot of the bed, and it was the night the storm roll, was rolling through, and lightning was going like crazy. And then fire trucks came down 29s, and you can hear them pretty good from there. And so she crawls into our bed. As soon as she crawled into our bed, I crawled into that cot. Like I, I wasn't even having it. I yeah. can't have two grown people, a six-year-old, and two dogs in a queen-size bed. We're in a queen-size bed, so yeah. it, it's not going to work. Dude, so I slept in a cot. Yeah. What I what I hate about uh, kids getting in bed with you is that they're just like little heating pads. Wow. Yeah. They're just I I sleep hot anyway, but then my kids sleep like extra hot, so it's the worst. Uh, and I can't I, when he comes in there if I'm <laughs> sleeping in my underwear. I have to immediately get out and put shorts and stuff on. I just feel weird. (laughs) Like, you know, when I'm sleeping next to my wife, I'm like, okay, whatever. And then that messes your sleep up. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a bad thing. And then I snore and he's, he's super funny, but he'll wake his mom up to tell me to stop snoring. And, but it wakes me up when he's waking her up and he'll be like, mom, mom, daddy's snoring. Tell daddy not to snore. Guess where dad's not snoring? Your bed. <laughs> so I've got up. Yeah. I've gone in that bed, and then he's. It just breaks my heart because I'll walk in there and I can't. Now that I snore and I'm trying to figure this whole thing out and everything, and I put this mouthpiece in that hurts my jaw. Blah blah blah. Um, I'll go in there to tell him good night into my bed, <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, daddy, are you going to sleep with us like a family?" And I'm like. No, <laughs> it's like, gotta go to your bed, and so I I just feel terrible about it. But oh man, whatever. well hey, let's go ahead and wrap this up. This has been a good episode. We got a lot of content in. We're going to thank Taylor for being a part of the show today. Thanks, Taylor. Thanks, Taylor. Hi, thank you. And uh, Taylor, hang on the line, and we'll we'll uh, we'll wrap up with you here in just a minute. And then uh, for all of us here at the Big Boy Pants Podcast, thanks for listening, and you have a great one. Big boy, bye. Yes, get up and teach him a lesson.